Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771-800-410-4771-800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Very busy day. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. What it normally means is we're going to talk about Raw. All day, unfortunately. But that will not happen today. We got one segment to talk about Raw and The Miz. Thank God, then we're going to be done. Because in the second segment of the show, we will, in fact, be joined by Tony Khan. Fucking AEW, Revolution Pay-Per-View, show tomorrow, women's tournament, whatever's on your mind. Tony Khan will be joining us on the show Talking AEW and not The Miz. So that's going to be very, very exciting. So that's coming up in the second segment of the show. He'll be here for two segments on Observer Live today. But yes, in the first segment of the show, if you if you want to talk about this Raw show, you're welcome to. Quick updates. There's not a lot, lot to talk about. The Miz is still the WWE champion. The Miz is defending the title against Bobby Lashley on Raw next week. Yesterday, Sunday, I thought, you know what? There's no way this guy can be champion past the first segment of Raw. But then I got thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? Clearly, they don't know how bad this is. If they did, when he lost the briefcase the first time, they wouldn't have put the briefcase back on the guy. So, clearly, they think that this is, like, a good idea. So, now, now I started trying to think like Vince. You ever tried to do that? Think like Vince? Well, Miz, I'm, I, I mean, I'm 99% sure that Miz retains next week. And maybe Drew returns. Drew McIntyre, nowhere on the show last night. Vanished off the face of the other. Maybe Drew returns next week, and he costs Lashley the match. And then Lashley and Drew will have to have this match maybe at Fastlane. And then the winner will get Miz at WrestleMania. Now I'm like, oh, man, he's going to be champion forever. We'll see what happens. Talk about that and more. I got a lot of other stuff to talk about as well that's far more entertaining. So stick around back in a moment, Observer Live. Do you need to sell your home? 
If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402. 877-360-0402. 877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. In the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Tony Khan is going to be joining us in the next segment. So we got to get anything that we don't want to talk about before Tony Khan comes on. Over with quick. And unfortunately, that means a little bit of talk about Raw because that's our job. So as noted in the opening segment, The Miz is still the champion. And every time... I make the same mistake every time. I I think like like a normal a normal person. It's always a mistake. When Miz won that briefcase, you know what I thought? I thought, well, 
this dummy booked himself into a corner, and he had to put the belt on the Miz. So they're just going to get it on and get it off, and we're going to get on with our lives. What a fool I was. What a fool I was. The reality is if, if I mean, he, he lost the briefcase. Like, that could have been the end of it. But they put the briefcase back on it. I should have known that they wanted to do something with the Miz. And I have a theory about why the Miz is the champion. And it's not some theory about, well, Peacock wanted this guy to be the champion or... He can he can talk on these shows. Who better than the Miz? Uh, no one loves wrestling more than that's my favorite I heard over the last couple of days. No one loves this business more than the Miz. I can't even say it with straight face. So anyway, this is my theory, okay? And I'm right about this. So it's not even a theory, it's just a fact, alright? Let's say, Mike, that I was doing Wrestling Observer Live and I'm looking at the secret viewership numbers that I have and the listener numbers and I, I see Man, like, we've fallen off a cliff in the last year. We're down 25% year over year here on Observer Live. So, what would, what would a normal person do if they, if they saw these statistics? Well, I'll tell you what they'd do. They'd say, what could I do to make this show better? Okay? So... I think, well, maybe I'll, uh, you know, I'll talk about... What were we going to talk about the other day? Remember we were going to talk about something that would bring in ratings? Do you remember what that was? I forgot. The Twitch homies went crazy every time I said something. You know? Anyway. So then maybe that was my idea. But, like, it didn't help. And we continued to fall. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll start wearing a silly jacket every day. And then the numbers continue to fall. I wear my goofy vest and the numbers continue to fall. Okay, so I can't I can't figure out anything to actually make the show better. So you know what I do? I say, you know what I'm going to do? Well, I'm going to make the show aggressively worse, okay? I'm going to replace Mike with Ryan and Cumberland. He's going to be the new co-host, okay? So it's going to be me and Ryan, and I'm going to make sure that this show is, is actively bad, and then in a month, I'm going to figure out some way to get Mike back. Now... Once I get Mike back, because I've sunk the show for a month, everyone's going to go, Oh, Observer Live, it's so much better now. Thank God Mike is back. That's what they're doing with The Miz. They have found a way to make the show worse. The Miz is the champion. And so what they're going to do is they're going to make you, the viewer, tune in next week thinking, Oh, this Lashley. Man, he was awesome on Raw. Well, next week, Lashley's going to beat The Miz. But then there's going to be some sort of horrible finish, and then you're, you're going to be mad, and you're going to tune in next week because you're going to think, well, inevitably, they got to beat The Miz at some point. So you're going to keep watching, and finally, Lashley is going to beat The Miz, and then you're going to go, oh, the show is so much better now. That's the psychology here. How do I know this? Well, they did this with Corbin. Remember they had that, that, that period where Corbin was just all over the show and it was horrible. And then finally they built to the day where Shane and Steph and everybody came on and they got rid of Corbin and they said, we're going to turn it all around. And of course, all the dummies were like, oh, well, they're going to turn it all around now. Oh, the show is so much better now that Corbin is no longer all over the show. So it didn't make the show better. It was because they sunk the show with Corbin, and then they got rid of Corbin, and then, like, the show felt better because Corbin wasn't all over the show. So anyway, 
that's my thoughts on Raw. I mean, I was largely bored. Drew McIntyre has dropped off the face of the earth even though he lost the title. Sheamus, who beat Drew last week, is just having matches and beating Jeff Hardy. They're building up Lashley for a match where, like, I, I have no faith he's winning the title next week. It's going to be stringing us along week after week until they finally do something. And I truly fear that Miz might go into WrestleMania as the WWE champion so that we can have our happy ending when someone finally beats the Miz. That's my Raw review. Do we get the singles match with Drew at WrestleMania so he can win the title in front of people, which he has not been able to do, I guess, the last two times he's now won the title? Or do you do a multi-person match at WrestleMania since we now have, in theory, four contenders for that title? Bobby well, Lashley, Sheamus, Drew, and, you know. I believe, I believe, I don't know why, I'm, I'm a fool. I am a damn fool. I believe that at WrestleMania, Drew is going to get his big championship coronation in front of fans. That's what I believe they're going to do. Now, what they do in that match, I mean, maybe it'll be Drew versus The Miz. I mean, if it's my company, which it's clearly not, Lashley obliterates The Miz next week. And then you could do, like, Lashley versus Sheamus at Fastlane, a, a mean guy clobbering slobberknocker, and the winner of that goes on to lose to Drew at WrestleMania. That's what I do, okay? But I'm trying to make the show, like, enjoyable. They're trying to make the show poor so that when they reverse this Miz thing, you're you're full of gratitude for WWE, and you celebrate what they have done, and you talk about how this Miz run was actually great, even though it's really not. That's what I would do. But they could do a four-way. Miz, Drew, Lashley, Sheamus, four dudes, and then, you know, you do whatever you're going to do. They could do that. You ever throw a black Sambuca out of your nose? I don't know what Randy Orton, like, I didn't even care. Like, everyone thought I was going to be really mad about it, but, bro, the Miz is the champion. Who cares if Randy vomits? I mean, like, who cares? They say that's the real magic is Miz is world champion. Do you guys remember the Papa Shango thing? Because I watched it, like, a few months ago, because we were rewatching those superstars. Like, it was terrible. Yeah. And the feud with the Warrior was horrific, and there was, like, nothing good about it. But, like, some of you were kids, and so I guess maybe maybe you thought it was good? I don't know. It wasn't. Now Randy's vomiting black goo. Uh, Whoop-de-doo. That's <laughs> like a bet that Wahoo McDaniel had where you could drink the uh, quart of motor oil and then run 50 miles or whatever it was. It's uh, what it kind of reminded me of right there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, believe it or not, I didn't think Raw was a hideous show at all. In fact, I thought in some ways if this show was – God bless it, two hours, it would have been a hell of a lot better show. Dude, we had clean finishes, we had yeah. decent wrestling, but I there was, was bored. Well, and there was not an overdose on content either. I mean, they just they dragged things out for a lot longer than they needed to be. I mean, regardless of what you thought about, you know, Ric Flair and Charlotte, that whole thing got that pushed on for a long time. Same thing with the tornado match. I think in hindsight, although the match only went, you know, like six minutes, it was it was not a good six. They just did. They did not have a great fit together. And Damian Priest, Angel Garza, as much as I like Garza, that match went too long. So there were some things I think that were dragged out a little bit, but they didn't overdo too much. The focus was Bobby Lashley, and I think you're dead wrong about Adam Pierce and and 
uh, Shane McMahon. Oh, I don't know you how wait. you. I don't know how you think you're getting there when I think it's going to be Shane and Braun and, and Braun throwing Shane off of something high, not just he and Adam wrestling in the middle of the ring. I think I think you're going to be surprised, buddy. I mean, everything they've done, it's always been Pierce and Shane on screen together, and Shane makes some decision, and and Pierce does his weird face, and he doesn't understand what the guy's saying, and it's like they're never not on screen together. It just screams Braun, especially with Braun having nothing to do on a singles, you know, again, unless he's going to be tied into the, this situation with the world title. I don't know. It just to me, it screams that he and Shane will do something crazy. Hey, where's that guy in the chat yesterday that said that the highlight of Raw last night was going to be Ms. Mrs. I- insanely great promo? I must have missed that promo. I was watching. I was watching them tell me that Rhea Ripley is is returning at some point or debuting. Anyway, hey, Tony Khan's coming on. That's what we got to talk about here. So, back in a moment, Observer Live. even recognize myself anymore i'm really worried about him his addiction i haven't seen him like this ever hey look i I never wanted to start using i I knew the drill but i was out of options i I just want to tell him it's not your fault there are people out there who can help people who have felt your pain they know what you're going through this has to stop i'm losing everything Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income, And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now, 
That's 800-760-1845. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. And yes, we are joined at this moment by Tony Khan, who you can all see in beautiful HD here. He cannot see us. We like to keep this as creepy as possible. (laughs) Tony, how are you doing here today? I'm great. I'm great. Like I said in the commercial break, I feel like I'm on, like, Ed TV or The Truman Show with you guys right now. Little do you know. Mike, have we ever talked before on the show? I don't think we have, right? No, we have not. This is the first time. First time for everything. But it's not the first time we've talked. It is not. Because I was on the Death Valley Driver with you 20 years ago. Oh, my God. Tony, seriously, where were you? Okay, like we know that you were you were part of the Observer site, and people have found a, a post or two here on the board, if I recall correctly. But, I mean, you're you're younger than we are, but you've been around forever. And I don't know, you know, we have younger listeners, but the Death Valley Driver Board? I mean, <laughs> where else were you lurking around this Internet before becoming this Tony Khan? Uh, America Online, the grandstand. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of great people on in, like, the mid-'90s, and it's great having Brian Pillman Jr. here, and I got the chance to talk to Brian Pillman Sr. on AOL pretty regularly and uh, DDP, who I also now get to talk to in real life. And uh, the great Luthez was on AOL. And there were a lot of big wrestling fans on the grandstand. And uh, I went to ECW and met a lot of the guys in the grandstand when I was 13 years old. And uh, then when I was like in high school and college, I was on the Death Valley driver a lot when like AOL was kind of fading out of existence. And um, I used to do the HTML for John McAdams' website. And wow. John McAdam had a tape trading page, and he used to pay me in tapes. And uh, that was pretty cool. And I haven't talked to John in a long time, but I think he has a show now, too. Um, and uh, there were a lot of great people on AOL. John Muse, I think, yeah. uh, is somebody who stays in touch with The Observer. I knew John Muse when I was a little kid, like 12, 13 years old. And he would talk about booking ideas and stuff like that. And uh, Mike was a guy I remember from the Death Valley Driver. My favorite uh, post I ever put on there was I did like a look at all of the tag teams and arguing who the better half of all the tag teams was. And there was like a long list of tag teams. And it was like, here's like, uh, and then uh, it was uh, not to, uh, do you remember the Lance Storm thing, Mike? The Lance Lance of the day? God, the Lance remember this yeah it was like every day there was a different like lance storm is lance storm better than this this person yes and it was like now tony hold on i gotta ask you a question here were you one of those people that were convinced that like mark henry was the best worker in the world because he went had like a great match with with kurt angle it's like dumb now i think it's so dumb to like argue this stuff like, but like at the time, no, I wouldn't have argued that necessarily, but I think Mark's great and does a great job. But I guess my, the point of it was more, I never said a word about any of this stuff. And I think these arguments are generally dumb, 
but like Robert Gibson's name came into it, and I was like, Robert Gibson. Like, what are we talking about? Robert Gibson's so great. He's, like, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, in my opinion. And I was like, how did he get, like, brought into this where he lost? And I was like, I think Lance Storm's great. But it was, like, such an overwhelming percentage of people voted against Robert Gibson that I felt like I had to defend Robert Gibson. And then it turned into a whole list of uh, tag teams where, you know, uh, I thought that, and it turned into a list of tag teams where I thought that the commonly believed lesser half of the tag team was uh, still going to be better than Lance. Were you, were you arguing <laughs> that Jim Neidhart was better than Brett the Hitman Hart? <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It wasn't any crazy stuff, any crazy debates like that. It was more like the interesting ones. Like I thought, like, in a vacuum, I like Rick Martell and Tito Santana, but, like, in their team, I think Tito Santana probably in that team brought more to that version of the team sure. because he was more versatile as a babyface tag team wrestler. But, like, it's all, but it was, like, all about these subjective debates. Uh, and, like, uh, I'm a huge fan of everyone I, like, was listing in it, but I just think it's fun doing subjective rankings and stuff like that. Probably the thing on Death Valley Driver that was the most famous thing was the sleaze thread. Okay. Well. <laughs> now, I got to uh, ask. Couple, there were a couple of those in the original F4W. Board no, that's too. not true, Mike. Don't, don't spread <laughs> false rumors. Now, Tony, I got to ask because this plays into what you were just talking about. So, obviously, you have been a fan forever, and you've got favorites. And now you're also, you know, you're in charge of AEW. Okay. So, when you're booking... I've mentioned this many times. I have heard that one of Vince McMahon's personal favorite wrestlers that he loves to watch is William Regal. But he never did anything with William Regal. Like, Regal was never the champion. Regal maybe had a secondary title here or there, but he never... Because I guess in his mind, he was like, well, I like him, but I don't necessarily think that he would do much for business, okay? Do you think that's what the King of the Ring was about? Before uh, Lord Regal had to take some time off. Uh, well, I mean. Because I think that King of the Ring, it felt like they were really about to do it, like pull the trigger. Sure, but they did They did things they with him in a secondary pr- position, but like he was never going to be the champion is my point. So I guess I felt like they were ready that when he won that King of the Ring because he beat three guys in one night on Raw, and it felt like they were like, I think this was 2008. It was either 07 or 08, definitely 07 or 08. I think it was 2008. It felt like they were going to pull the trigger on him, and they didn't. Do you, you remember what I'm talking about when he won the King of the Ring? I, I, I'd have to go back and look. I mean, And then he had to take some time off like right after that. I felt like that was – because I'd been – you know, I agree with you. I love Lord Regal, and I'd been waiting for them to kind of go with him for a long time. And uh, I thought that was – when it was going to happen, maybe. But, but, but my, uh, my question—I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was somebody that was one of Vince's personal favorites. If I had, uh, you know, my, my wares, uh, we would have, you know, gotten to use Buddy Landell in AEW because I'm sure. a huge Buddy Landell fan. I grew up awesome. uh, idolizing Buddy Landell. But um, my question, my question it, off of this is: so you, I, I have heard before that there has been maybe an AEW show here and there that, did a, that didn't do a great number. And then what you figured was, well, the lineup. It was just not a star-studded lineup. So my question is, are there... Is, do you book like that? Do you book matches where it's like, well, this is a match I really want to see. So I'm going to headline with it, whether I think it's going to do like a great number or not. Or do you also, do you hyper-focus on, yeah. well, I like this yeah. match, but it's not going to do a number, so I'm not going to do the match. 
It's definitely a great question, Brian. There's a balance between the two. This week's show might be more former. <laughs> I, well, I hope we do a great number. I really believe in the main event this week that Lance Archer versus Phoenix is an important match for us. These are two of our top wrestlers, and I believe that even though they haven't been signature box office stars across America and uh, international television week in, week out for AEW in the past, the fact is these are going to be two of the most important wrestlers for us in the future. And recently they've been in the main events in tag matches, and I felt like with Phoenix and Lance Archer in a singles match, this is a huge match for us. There's stakes on the match. The winner of the match will be in the Face of the Revolution ladder match. It's a crazy important time for AEW right now going into Revolution. Uh, these shows are really important to us. The TV time is really important. And those guys are both really important to us. I think Lance Archer versus Phoenix is just an awesome, awesome match. And Phoenix right now is one of the hottest wrestlers in the world. And Lance right now has been in the huge main events for us. And Lance was at one point probably our hottest wrestler, and I think he's gotten back to where he was these last several weeks. His performance in the street fight, the Falls Count Anywhere match, with Kenny Omega and Kenta, with Lance teaming with Mox, I thought was tremendous. Lance and Phoenix have been a great team recently, and we only had one spot for between the two of them in this ladder match, and uh, it's a great, great match for us. So that's a match that's two of my personal favorites. So uh, some weeks you're going to see a match that I just think is going to be an awesome, awesome match. And it's not about uh, just trying to pull the biggest number, but really it's all about, uh, at the end of the day, trying to keep Dynamite strong, trying to keep AEW strong, trying to keep our different properties strong. And right now we're expanding. I think this week I'll have some more news uh, about more platforms, more properties. We've already announced in the past week that we've got a special on Bleacher Report, which is a really big deal for us. Um, and uh, I just really, really wish that, uh, you know, we were able to do it with full house, full capacities, but it's not really safe to do that. But when it is safe to sell all the tickets and not just sell 25%, 30% of the seats, and uh, do the things we've been doing to keep the fans safe when it's really ready to pack the houses again. I can't wait for that. But what's really awesome is the past year, the audience we've had, we've made new fans. We've introduced new fans to wrestling through the pandemic, which is pretty amazing because at the beginning of this, I don't know if anybody knew how long it would last or if anybody wanted to believe how long it was going to last. But the fact is we've prospered through it and we've persevered and, um, done it with a lot of great matches along the way, trying to build for the future. So my long-winded answer to your question is like, yes and no, it's a balance between the two. Like you have to do matches uh, based on what's going to do a good number, but sometimes you can do dream matches. And this is an example of where the two guys have been box office guys. They've been in big matches for us, but for the two of them to go one-on-one on the big stage, it's a big moment. I think they're going to do really well with it. All right, stand by, everybody. We're going to head to a break. Back with more with Tony Khan, Wrestling Observer Live.
Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe with Exergen. Sam's new project needs a project manager right away if she's going to manage to hit her deadline. It took an extra week to get approvals, but they still want the original delivery date. I guess we'll figure something out. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years, people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Tony Khan is joining us here today. We're going to go to Mike in a second. He's going to ask Tony if he has anything he can add to the sleeves thread. But before that, <laughs> we got a pay-per-view coming up. Young Bucks versus the Inner Circle for the AEW World Tag Team titles. Team Taz versus Darby Allen and Sting in a street fight. Karshida versus the winner of the AEW Women's World Championship Eliminator Tournament for the women's title. Adam Page versus Matt Hardy in a big money match. Cody, Scorpio Sky, Penta, Lance Archer, Ray Phoenix, and two others 
And the face well, we the... don't know. We don't know whether it's Lance Archer or Ray Phoenix. It's only going to be one or the other. I can true. promise you they both. it's not going to be both of them. That's true. That's true. I apologize. You and... don't know if it's going to be Ray Phoenix or Lance Archer, but one of them will be in that match. And Kenny Omega. And we'll versus... find out tomorrow night. Tomorrow on night on Dynamite, everybody, which airs on TNT. And uh, Kenny Omega, John Moxley. Yes, Mike, go ahead. Well, you know, he's brought up Lance Archer's names. Uh, one of his biggest opponents so far in AEW, Eddie Kingston, who has been a longtime favorite, as you know, Tony, being on the internet for a long time. There's been a lot of people that were hoping Eddie Kingston was going to get his break. AEW has given him his break, and he has taken the ball, and I, I believe ran with it and scored several times. Who are some people that you may have thought or, or we may have thought in the general public that the die was cast on your Tynera Contes, people like that and people that didn't get the opportunity or haven't gotten an opportunity. Can you talk about some of these people that you've given the opportunity to that have taken the ball and ran with it like Kingston, like maybe some others that have come over from NXT that maybe didn't advance there in the way that they uh, probably should have under the system. That's a great question. It's a great question. I think, uh, well, Ty Conti is a, a great example of somebody who I've always thought looked like a star. Um, I went to uh, a house show, an NXT house show, uh, like four years ago in Jacksonville, and I thought that Ty Conti looked like she'd be a great star then. She had such char- charisma and personality, and she was working as a manager. And as a manager, she had that much charisma. And de- she's developed so much in the past few years as a wrestler, I'm really excited about Ty Conti. I'm glad you brought her name up. I think Eddie Kingston's a great example of somebody that I wanted to see get a chance in AEW. Um, Eddie Kingston and Ricky Starks threw the TNT title open challenge when Cody had the title and was doing the open challenge. Uh, he and I went through a list, and in the pandemic, it was really exciting to be able to open up and look at different people. And... There were some names that on his original list of ideas, Cody had these great ideas. And two of the people that he had on his list of guys that he liked were Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston. And those were my two favorite names on his list by far. And I said, let's definitely bring those two. There were some other guys on the list that are indie guys that are nice, independent wrestlers that I just didn't think would fit in on Dynamite. But I really believed that Eddie Kingston or Ricky Starks had a chance to make it. And I watched both their matches very closely. And while they were in the ring with Cody, I decided I was going to sign both guys. And the truth is, with Ricky Starks, I already knew what I was going to do with him. And I hadn't figured it out till he was actually in the ring. And then when he was in the ring, it kind of clicked. And I was like, oh, man, this is the guy for, for Taz and Brian. This is the guy to be their partner against Moxley and Darby and their partner long term. And this is the other member of Team Taz. I was really excited about it. And with Eddie, I didn't have an idea right away for him, but I knew he was going to be important to us. I wanted him to stay, and I told him that as soon as he came back. And uh, I really believe that Eddie's become such an important part of the show for us, and uh, he's such an important part of AEW. And Pac had been unavailable for a long time. We had done uh, an eight-man tag with Phoenix and Penta and the Butcher and the Blade against the Young Bucks and FTR. And the Lucha Brothers... And the Butcher and the Blade won the match. And it, it was like, well, we're on to something with these guys together. And then I realized, well, until Pac comes back, I could put Butcher, Blade, and the Lucha Brothers with Eddie. Eddie could do the talking, and we can set up a story, build it, for when Ben's ready to come back and this whole thing blows up. And then we can reassemble the Death Triangle. And that, you know, we, we've done that. And 
They've had some great matches. And uh, for me, I really think that um, Eddie, you know, coming in, it was fate. But really, one of the best examples of this all working out was um, I had put together the uh, order for the Battle Royal at All Out, for the Casino Battle Royale, and really believed in Lance and uh, Eddie Kingston as the final two guys. And uh, with then Lance, in the run-up to his story with Mox, Lance had got COVID. So Eddie was available, and John and I were thinking the same thing. We were already planning to build towards John versus Eddie anyway, and I had uh, done the – and I, I – it's John and I are often on the same page on stuff without actually having to talk. And so uh, I, you know, put the battle royal together, and he had um, – a match with MJF that night and I had a drink with him after the show and then he was catching up on everything and he was like he loved what I had done with the Battle Royal and obviously knew what I was had you know kind of thinking on the back burner that there was a future with him and Eddie and obviously we, him and Lance had an immediate program and you know when Lance had COVID and like I said Lance to me right now is gotten back to where he was as hot as he was back then because he's been in this run of main event matches like that street fight from a false count anywhere match uh with kenny and kenta and mox and in some great tag matches teaming with phoenix that is really where they're in this position to be in this great main event match tomorrow night on dynamite um that uh lance and eddie out there at the end would be great when lance caught covid Immediately, John and I were both completely on the same page. We have to go with Eddie. And, uh, you know, he said, that's what I want to do. And I told him, well, it's a, we're already, that's great because I was already going to do it. So I'm glad, I'm glad that's what you want to do because we're completely on the same page. So, um, and, uh, you know, for me, um, Eddie coming back and, and being a part of the show and then uh, doing commentary interviews being a wrestler manager he's done so many different things for us and i'm really happy for him but i'm really thankful for him too and uh those guys are great examples of that uh as far as some other examples of people that have been around and uh you know just maybe didn't get utilized i think the best friends are a great example trent um had been in the Dude Busters, and then I really was a huge fan of Rapungi Vice in New Japan with Trent and Rocky Romero, and Chuck Taylor was a top independent wrestler, top guy for PWG and a bunch of indies, and super well-respected among the hardcore fans. Orange Cassidy, I didn't know as well as Orange Cassidy, and one of the things that got me really excited about him was when I found out he was the fire ant because I didn't realize they were the same person and I was almost shocked to realize they were the same person. And then if you look at it, Did you know Cassidy Luke Gallows was once Festus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I knew that. I don't think the person who made him that knew that, okay. but I knew that. Just yeah. Check it. <laughs> I was I I think that's one of my favorite stories that he didn't realize they were the same guy. Um but uh you know for me uh yeah, I, I think with uh, Orange, I had no idea that he was a fire ant. And I think Orange Cassidy and the best friends are guys that have become huge in wrestling. Um, each of the three of them has had probably individually been overlooked. And uh, they've become a great act. And I can't wait till Trent is healthy again because they were pretty much there on the verge of being uh, 
top guys before Tony, he got hurt. And you you brought up Beretta. back. I, I've got to ask you this, just because you were you you were so happy, and I know I'm sure a lot of it had to do with discussions with New Japan before this, but you were very happy when you signed uh, Trent and Chuck over, and I was curious, is there anything you had to tell? Because Beretta was, in theory, from how it sounded, he had somebody that New Japan had eyes on. He definitely had a place there, and he is going to you a place Do you know the story? That, Do you know the story? Well, is that what you're asking the question? Well, 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 what I kind of want to know is, did you have to do any extra convincing for him or i mean how because he was going to leave a safe spot and go to something that at the time again we don't we didn't know where things were going to go exactly for AEW. did it take any extra cajoling and exactly how did that work out because it, it was a big deal when they signed obviously and they had a spot that was guaranteed and they were going to somewhere that was a question mark no, that makes perfect sense. I was, I almost was like you were, felt like you were reading my mind when I asked if you knew the story because like you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Trent was probably the hardest person for me to convince that actually came. I spent a lot of time on the phone with a few people who really needed the extra convincing and of people I believed in and put the full court press on. That's the one. There are a couple other people that didn't come that made a huge mistake and should have listened to me and they didn't. And he did, and he talk, we talk about it all the time, that I joke with him all the time, that he made the right choice. Um, probably every single month I tell Greg that. And, um, you know, I, I'm a huge, huge Trent fan. I've been a believer in his for many, many, many years. And like I said, I was a huge fan of Rapungi Vice. And, you know, Trent and Chuck are guys that were in a position and, and they could have kept wrestling, and I think they would – have fit into New Japan's plans, and they would have been important people there. And that's something that he told me, exactly what you said, that uh, they had plans for him and they wanted to keep him. And I told him, I have plans for you, and I want you here. And I really believe in you, and you know, you'll know, you be happier here. And he's he's been great, and they've been a huge part of AEW. I think uh, they had one of the greatest wrestling matches I've ever seen on television, period, with Santana Ortiz, and I was so proud that they had it on Dynamite. And... Uh, I still really believe in him. I really believe in the best friends. And I'm very grateful Trent came. And, it, you know, like like I said, there were other people that I liked. Maybe not quite as much as Trent, but there were other people I liked that I put the full court press on and they didn't listen. And uh, they wish they had. Now, I don't know how much of this question you want to answer, but as a promoter, obviously you want to make people very excited about the future. But you also don't want everybody on my chat expecting Okada to be at this pay-per-view. <laughs> so what can you tell us about the forbidden door, if anything? Well, I mean, don't, I, I, you know, I, let's manage expectations on the door. I think <laughs> uh, the forbidden door um, is open. The forbidden door means, I think, that anybody from any company could show up anywhere now. And the gloves are off. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I think with the, the pandemic, it still makes it a little bit more challenging. If, if the Forbidden Door had been open like this a year ago uh, or more, then absolutely you could see anybody going anywhere any week. Now with quarantines and travel guidelines, there's a little bit more in terms of challenges getting people back and forth. I mean, if you remember, and a lot of people don't remember this, right before – the pandemic started, you know, over a year ago. Mox was running a crazy schedule. 
it was not sustainable what John was doing because he was like coming back and forth between Japan and America like almost every other week. Um, and he was on Dynamite every week because we were doing the show every week live, and then he would go back to Japan like every other week, and it was a lot. And um, I don't know if travel's ever going to get back to where people are doing that that often again and making those kind of trips, but I do think it's not there yet. And with uh, quarantines and travel guidelines and stuff, it still presents challenges on travel. But, you know, hopefully we can do some exciting things with this Forbidden Door. Now that it's been opened, I think we can and uh, we will. So there's going to be people showing up. Could be people from New Japan. Could be people from Impact. Could be people from other companies. Uh, Could be new faces, old faces. But there's going to be a lot of changes. And I'm really excited about it. And that's important in wrestling, you know, bringing new people in and and consistently changing up the cards. Well, stand by. Hold that thought back in just a moment. Observer Live. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based 
Best Health Benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts, and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Come on, come on. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, Tony Khan. We want to thank you so much for doing the show here today. We've got about a minute. There's a lot of stuff coming up between Dynamite and the Moxley's match on New Japan Strong this coming Sunday. The women, let's get it all out here. Well, it's a huge week of wrestling. I think tomorrow night on Dynamite, first of all, dark tonight. We've been putting top stars in streaming matches. You know, you've seen John Moxley, Pack, and now Orange Cassidy in recent weeks on dark. Tomorrow night, Dynamite is going to be a massive card. I'm really excited about Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker in the Eliminator. Really excited about Isaiah versus Hangman, and hugely excited about Phoenix versus Archer. Mox and Kenna on New Japan Strong. I'm really excited for that. And then Sunday, you know, it's important for us to establish on Bleacher Report. It's a it's an important partnership for us. Hugely excited about Rio versus Thunder Rosa, Sakazaki versus Mizunami, and the six woman tag on Bleacher Report, which features Shida in the six woman tag and Maki Ito, and and it's going to be a great match. Also, uh, Thunder Rosa versus Rio, two of our top stars, and I think it's a great chance to establish viewing habits a week before Revolution, and then for everybody, Revolution uh, on March seventh. After that, the following Sunday, uh, Revolution last year I thought was the best show in all of wrestling, and we hope to follow that path and make this the best show so far in 2021. Well, if you want more, everybody, the easiest thing to do, follow Tony Khan on Twitter, at Tony Khan. What could be easier than that? And obviously Dynamite and his noted New Japan Strong Bleach Report on Sunday. I want to thank you so much for doing the show here today, and hopefully at some point we can have you back on again soon, because maybe there will be some news to talk about soon. Know what I'm talking about, Tony? There's good, I promise. There will be a lot of news, and tomorrow I've got some news. That's right. So check it out, everybody, at Tony Khan on Twitter. Thanks so much for doing the show. We are out of time, everybody. I want to thank Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.